Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular idea popular, I can say it, popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And today is current events Monday, which means we're talking about current events, uh, obviously. Um, on a Monday. On a Monday, that's right. So <laughs> The topic for today is an interesting one. It's um, it's well timed, um, given the month we're in, and that's actually why this occurred. And it it has a lot to do with um, some of the things that we're going to be discussing in the future. And one of the interesting things is so many people talk about this month, uh, and it's been it's been a recent occurrence. This is the month to celebrate abominations. This is the month to celebrate all disgusting acts of men who twist and pervert nature, created the way that God created it. And we're supposed to celebrate that, which, of course, we won't. Um, but also, any attempt to uh, to the contrary will be met mm -hmm. with hard resistance, apparently. So, um we're going to talk a lot more about that today. And then for my theological wrap-up, I want to talk about when men act, the world responds. When men act, the world responds. So we've got a lot to get into today, a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about. Um, but before we get into all of that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. These verses say... But for you, O man of God, flee these things. <clears throat> Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And again, that's 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 12. So the uh, flee these things, what it's talking about and describing is just prior to this passage, there was a whole <clears throat> exhortation about uh, false teachers and what they look like, how to identify them, and particularly bribery being a, a large marker of, of that. So um, not bribery, but greed. It's involved money. So uh, money's involved. So uh, all of that, and check out the passage before that, obviously. This is important for you to understand the context. But that brings us to this passage, which is talking about what we should be pursuing, the things that we should be looking for, the things we should be putting on as we put off our sin. And so we're told to fight the good fight. We're told to take hold of eternal life. All of these things are very action-oriented. We are to be taking action, not just sitting around doing nothing. So that's really important. We're going to be getting into all of that and how that applies today a little bit later on. But for now, we will just kind of leave it there. And I'll pass it over to Jake to get started with our current events for today. Uh, something very interesting. Uh, it's... This takes a turn of a bad thing, turned into a good thing, turned into a bad thing. Uh, okay. Wow. And that's, that's how things will go <laughs> as I continue. But on June 3rd, a man protesting an LGBTQ pride gathering was arrested for quoting a Bible verse. Uh, Damon Atkins, 
uh, went to a Pride event in Reading, PA, uh, which is interesting because that is the area that Bruce and I uh, went to church for such a long er- such a long time. Um, Reading, PA is where you know we we grew up most of our lives in the church in in Reading, PA. But of course, that was long time ago. But thought that was an interesting point. But Damon Atkins, while protesting against the LGBTQ event, a cop approached him and asked him to stop. So the cop came up, was like, you're being too loud or something. You can't, you can't do this. And Damon Atkins like, they're doing it. Why can't they do it? If they're doing it, why, why, uh, why can't I do it? Um, and what was happening was there was a pride event. There was protesters for, for, uh, pride month standing there holding LGBTQ flags, all that type of stuff. Um, and so he went out there and he was quoting Bible verses at, at the, at the people, but to the general populace, to the general public. But Damon Atkins, having the right to free speech, told the cop he was well within his rights and everything, that it was public property. He was allowed to do, he was allowed to, um, freedom of speech in public property. Um, but the interesting part to me, uh, was kind of what uh, transpired next. And you would really have to watch the video. I watched a video on on this, and it was very interesting just watching the whole altercation happen. Um, but what happened next was the cop, not not saying anything else, not doing anything else, really, just turns around and, and starts to walk away. Starts to walk away from Damon Adkins, uh, in a sense, almost leaving him alone. Um, and so definitely to everyone, this was a weird thing. It was like, oh, okay. We figured he would push that a little bit further. Okay. And so Damon Adkins assumes that the cop is done and he's leaving. And so Damon Adkins was like, all right, let's, I guess I'll keep going. But as soon as Damon Atkins starts quoting, and, and this is this is the specific verse that he was quoting, it was uh first first Corinthians fourteen thirty-three. And it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Um which also is a really interesting verse, especially to be speaking at this pride group. Uh, because what he's, I guess, in a sense, if you were to listen to this and really think about this, what he's kind of saying is that the pride group is trying to bring up confusion. It's trying to bring in confusion to all of these, to kids and trying to confuse them as to what gender they are, you know, and trying to give them, give them a choice and, you know, and so he's saying God is not the author of confusion. We cannot be creating confusion. There is two genders only um yeah and not just genders but what so many people focus on the trans thing but it's everything about the lgbtq agenda it's it's the confusion of uh how we are created to interact husbands and wives how families are meant to be structured is the confusion on on that level that i think is even bigger because transgenderism let's be honest this is a really small fragment of that whole thing um but yeah the, the confusion 
you're taking nature and nature's God. You're taking how God created people and confusing it, confusing yourself, confusing everything about how family is supposed to be structured. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you're, what you're saying is that a man and a man and a woman and a woman cannot be married. Is that, is that the point that you're making? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, But as soon as he's finished saying this verse, like, speaking this verse the cop turns around immediately like instantly and starts to arrest uh atkins and if you watch the video on the in on the whole interaction you will see like something clicked in the cop's brain immediately when he said that just something happened in the cop's brain where it was just like he went from being like walking away from the situation to now mad just outright mad and starts arresting Damon Adkins. And I wanted to point out, so this is the, like I was saying before, it goes from bad, right? This is the bad part. This is the bad thing. Um, to being good again, to being bad. Uh, and that, and that's not, not that this situation, I'm just talking about what I'm going to be presenting. Um, that was the bad thing. Now let's talk about a good thing. And what's happening now to Atkins is that he is being freed. He's being let out of prison. I think he was in a prison in prison for like a day. I think that was it. But then not being wow. charged with anything. He, he All charges were dropped against him. Um, because of the freedom of religion and freedom of speech, he was let go. That's still a thing. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um yeah, that's that's what I want to get into, but but the something I also want to point out is that the police chief in Reading, Pennsylvania said that he supports the officer in his decision. Of course, supports he would. the officer in blue line. In, right, right. In arresting the guy with really out without any charges. Yeah, because what what would the guy be charged with? Especially especially if you watched watched the the short clip. Damon Adkins was not any louder than this whole group that was that was standing there speaking. He wasn't louder than them. He was speaking at least at the same decibel as them. So, what? What was he being judged with? So it makes complete and total sense, right? Which, understandably, there's a lot of things that make complete and total sense in this day and age, which should be what happens, but that's not what happens. Like, in to be honest, I would have expected this to go. They would have charged him with something else, and he gets sent to prison, and he's in prison for a year. Yeah. Or more. Um, yep. Especially, especially when something like um, what also recently happened. This is this is something else that I was just thinking of. Is that there was another case where a person who was, in a sense, defending himself, he shot a robber who was coming into uh, into his store, or it was maybe a house, but whatever. That's not the point. He was uh, the robber was coming at coming into his house or, or store and he shot him 
he took him out. And now that guy is being charged with a crime because he did that. And because he had guns in his house. Which it would have made sense. Is he in a in, state where that's not allowed? New York. He was in New okay. York. So, yes. Okay. But how did they find out that he had guns in his house? They find they found out because they searched his house. I think it was his store. The guy had a store. He was defending his store. That should have been case closed. That should have been done. It should have. The cop should have showed up. He should have explained. This person was coming to rob my store. I defended my store. I shot him. Um, and the cop should have been like, oh, okay. Done. That's it. But of course, the guy was charged with killing this person. And now, and now the cops then searched his house for whatever reason. And, and then they found all the other guns in his house. So, Again, that's a situation that should have been, like, logically, should have gone one way, but of course it went the other way. Now we have this situation where, logic, logically, it's going the way that it's actually going, um, which makes no sense. But <laughs> I wanted to talk about the point that we take for granted the amount of freedom we still have in our current political climate. Yes, I understand. People are going to get outraged by that, or some not. Um, That I understand. We have so little freedom compared to what we used to have in America. I'm not saying that we, we are in a free country. We are most definitely not in a free country. But I am surprised at how much freedom we still have, given what we have, given our current political system and all the people that we have in place. I figured our freedom would be would have been gone in in two seconds, but if you can believe it, our country was founded on biblical principles. Uh, for me to prove this, you don't have to look any further than this very situation. On on the part of the cops, the man was arrested, and that was a bad thing, right? But because of the very few good laws we still have. Damon Adkins was let go and all charges were dropped. I think we've taken, taken that our Christian founding, we've taken that Christian founding that we've had and we've given it up. We saw that the founding fathers worked hard, some of them giving their own lives to create the foundation of uh, God's kingdom. And the Christian said, all the work is done. We don't need to go any further. And we do this so much, especially in today's current climate, that we look at the foundation and we think that's the entire house. We figure the house is finished. The foundation is laid. The house is finished. But that's not true. The house needs to actually be finished. That We need to actually put in the rest of the pieces before we can consider it finished. But the Founding Fathers set the foundation. They laid an amazing foundation, one that is strong, because it was built on biblical principles. And we see that today. I think God's law is so powerful 
that it's withstood here in America centuries of attack from the wicked trying to break it apart. It's not breaking. Well, it has. It's starting to break because of the Christians that we have now. And because people, because the Christians are no longer defending it, no longer protecting it, instead of building the entire house to try and keep that foundation protected, we left the foundation completely open and now people are breaking it up. So, but I think the fact that we still have these biblical laws today, a few of them, it should be a testament to the fact that God's law is strong and it holds, it holds ground. And I I understand, disclaimer, we do not live in a Christian society. We do not live in a Christian nation. I still believe that we still have Christian laws in place today because of that Christian founding. And in no way, shape, or form am I trying to say that we should trust the system. I'm not saying that, oh, our, our, our nation was built on a Christian founding. What Jacob is trying to tell us is sit back, relax, and lay on this Christian founding that we've had for so long. Now, that's exactly what I'm saying we shouldn't have done, and we did do, and that's why we're in the predicament that we are. No, this system has been corrupt by evil because we didn't have enough pastors like this guy, like Damon Atkins, who stood up against all opposition and quoted scripture. He got up in front of those people. It was three guys, one cameraman, the guy quoting scripture, and one other person standing around with him. It was just three of them. And that was it against hundreds of LGBTQ people. This person was brave. If we had pastors like this man who did this, we would not be in the situation that we were in. Who quoted scripture, who understood scripture, that's the biggest one, and actually were willing to stand up and actually do something instead of sitting back and relaxing. And that's going back to the bad. So we had the good. I had I had my good little bit. Now we're back to bad. Because who do we have as our pastors? We have effeminate pastors. That's who we have. So now I'll give it over to Bruce to take that bad and do whatever he wants with it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to go from bad to worse. Here we go. <laughs> I swear we're, uh, we're optimists. Um, so... Uh, yeah. So for my, my theological wrap up, I want to take some of those themes, some of those, um, underlying principles that Jacob just mentioned. And some of the biggest parts I think of that are the fact that this guy stood up in the middle of everything else and stood for what was right. And that's why I've titled my theological wrap up when men act the world responds in numbers chapter 13, the book of numbers. Yep. That's a book in the old Testament folks in numbers chapter 13, we find a story that should be fairly familiar to us. We probably all heard this story before God tells Moses to take the top guys from each tribe and send them to spy out the land that God planned to give to Israel. 
Um, so there's 12 spies total because there's 12 tribes. So the top guys are put together and sent into the land for 40 days. They're in there for 40 days. They end up coming back with some pretty incredible reports about this land. They say it's flowing with milk and honey, and they even bring back some of the incredible fruits that they found there. So this seems this seems great. There's a lot of positive things here. Um, unfortunately, as we all know, the story doesn't just end there. It doesn't just end with these 12 great, strong, powerful men coming back and saying, hey, Guys, guess what? It's great. It's full with milk and honey. <laughs> it's a good place. These 12 strong, great men don't stop there. Instead, they go on and they say, however, the people who dwell on the land are strong and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And for some context, the descendants of Anak were likely those of Nephilim descent and were monstrously tall and large. They were they were the descendants of Goliath, um, or, mm-hmm. and Goliath was mm-hmm. involved in that whole family tree. So these are the descendants of Anak. Goliath was part of those descendants. Anywho, so that's how he kind of falls into, not descendants of Goliath, because Goliath comes later. <laughs> but he's involved in that tree. So those are the, those are the kinds of people that are being talked about here. From perspective, an example. Yeah. Yeah. So the people of Israel were driven into massive amounts of fear. I mean, the, the task looked so large, looked so huge. It looked way too huge to accomplish. Um, the cities looked too strong and the giants too insurmountable. The crazy thing is that they were becoming terrified. They were riling up this fear, becoming terrified of the very people that God said he would help them conquer. Then we find a lone voice who speaks out against the fear of his brethren, and that's Caleb. Caleb heard the report of these spies, and then he also heard the the fear of the people kind of rippling around him in waves, and he speaks up, and he says, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. If the people had listened to that lone voice of faith in God, things would have ended differently for them. They could have taken the the land years before they actually ended up taking it. Um, Judgments from God would have been avoided. And the fear of the Lord would have continued to melt the hearts of the Gentile nations around them. But instead, the people chose fear over faith. Instead, the people chose fear over hard work. And instead, the people chose fear over bravery. But Caleb was different. After outlining the judgment he would bring on Israel for their cowardice and lack of faith, God told Moses and Aaron, quote, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went and his descendants shall possess it. Mm. Later, during Joshua's days, the conquest of the land was something unparalleled. The victories God gave to his people during those days shook the earth, and the world reacted. The Gentiles feared what Jehovah would do. Today, God works in slightly different ways to bring the same results. His new covenant is open now for Jews and Gentiles alike. His spirit burns 
like a holy fire across the whole world, bringing peace and justice with it wherever it goes. His kingdom is growing like a mustard seed, slowly, gradually, unceasingly, and into something greater than everything around it. The water flowing from his spirit is growing into a river wider than we can see across and bringing healing to the nations. And yet, just like it was in Israel's day, there is work to be done. God, through the work of his spirit, has called us to courageously go and disciple the nations. And unfortunately, paralleling Israel, many of us are too afraid to do this. Paralleling Israel, many of us look at this task and think it's too difficult. There's, there's too much to do. There, it's insurmountable. The walls are too high. The city's too strong. We see the giants. We see these strongly fortified cities and the largeness of the task we're given. And we turn and run. So many of us lack the bravery demanded of us. And like Israel, we face the repercussions of our cowardice. Hmm. Our generation is being overrun by evil and darkness. Entire nations are colluding together to enslave their own people for crying out loud. It's called socialism and con communism in case you weren't picking that up. <laughs> Children are being slaughtered by the millions. And now an entire month of the year has been devoted to abominations invented by sick and depraved minds. And if, and if anybody thought that that last little bit wasn't to spite Christians, that month used to be the month of the greatest of the greatest amounts of marriages that had ever happened. Yep. That was the month that everybody was basically getting married and they've turned it into this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if the people think that that isn't despite Christians, I don't, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah. Despite God. Yeah. So, there's good news, though. The good news is that this is still God's world. He created it, and he's the one who keeps it running. And he designed it to run in specific ways. As always, our king has given us the way to victory, particularly as we saw in today's current events, when men act, the world responds. God has created the world in such a way that when spirit-filled men are courageous, responsible, and willing to sacrifice their own good for the good of others, the world will respond. Father rule or patriarchy is unavoidable. It just depend on, it depends on which men are ruling, and that determines which men will rule. The response of the world to men leading through the word of God will initially be negative. I mean, that's pretty obvious. We just saw that in today's current events, right? It will initially be negative. Be prepared for this. As you boldly go where God has called you to go, where no man has gone before, you will be met initially with extreme negativity, extreme pushback. But the end result will be exactly what God told us it will be. The earth will be as full of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the, uh, as the waters covered the sea. First Timothy six eleven through 12 says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith, take hold 
of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of the faith. The ancient world responded. So will ours. Israel was a light to the world. We should be that today. We need men to stand up and act courageously again. We need men to stand up and fight the good fight of the faith. We need men to understand that they are meant to be leading. They are meant to stand up and lead courageously and lead with the word of God. That's how we get out of this. We get out of this with Mm -hmm. real families, not fake ones. We get out of this by following the word of God and applying it to all areas of our life. And we get out of it by calling our pastors to preach on all of those. I'm really glad that Jacob kind of honed in on that when he was discussing his current events, because that's, that's really important is that we do that. Well, I I brought that out specifically because what is this person doing? He's quoting scripture. Who of anybody in our entire culture should be the ones quoting scripture? I understand everybody should be quoting scripture. But of anybody, if we have a culture of men who are not doing that, of anybody, who should be the ones doing it? It should at least be the pastors, at least. And we don't even have that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully this has spurred you to action. It's not been fully depressing, a little depressing, sure. But uh, hopefully this spurs you to action, calls you to get to work, and makes you want to go to your pastor. I mean, I I honestly think that that is one of the things that so little people today are doing and so many more need to do. So if you've had a discussion with your pastor, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. Let us know what are some of the talks that you've had with your pastor. We don't need specifics. We don't need names. We don't need church names. Um, We don't want to do that. But we do want to hear from people that they are talking to their pastors. I mean, and we'd love to share those notes. Again, don't include names. If you do, we, we won't include those if we read your email on the show. But we do want to hear from you. What are, what are your pastors saying? What are they preaching on? Are they doing this? Are they preaching all of Christ for all of life? If not, why not? And that needs to change. So send your emails to trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Uh, Jake, any uh, 20-second thoughts before we we wrap up? Talked about a lot today. Yeah, no, not much. I will will leave everybody sit and ponder what was just said. So I I would rather that than me talk. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, thank you all so, so much for joining us today, watching or listening to us. trdshow.net is the show website. Check it out. We got all of our episodes on there. So go ahead and check those out. We'd appreciate you sharing and liking. Uh, Do all the things that let us know you enjoyed our content. Again, thanks so much for watching or listening. We will see you on Wednesday when we go through the next three chapters in the book, The Magician's Nephew from the Chronicles of Narnia. We're very excited to do that. And until Wednesday, remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.